Hello, friends, and welcome on this fourth Sunday of Lent. Let's start today with another haiku by our friend John Minan. This haiku has a single image, the image of something very small and tangible and ordinary, but which in turn serves to point to the divine, who is, of course, intangible and larger and more extraordinary than anything we can comprehend. Here's the haiku. Rocks for my pocket to remind me you are near everywhere I go. Listen to the haiku again. Rocks for my pocket to remind me you are near everywhere I go. I love this idea of a memento that tangibly reminds us of God's presence with us wherever we are, something that can help us refocus on him when our attention gets caught up in the things around us. Do you have a memento that reminds you of God's presence, something that concretely helps you redirect your focus to him? I'd like to share a story with you from this past week A story of needing to redirect my focus to God. Last week, I had the honor of accompanying my sister to Boston for a heart procedure that she was having. And after she was checked into the hospital, I went for a walk and was praying for her and feeling a lot of peace. And then I got the text from the hospital that her procedure had started. And I went back to the hotel room and was continuing to pray for her. But as I was coming to the end of my prayers, I found myself thinking about the procedure and how it was going. And as I did, my peace rather quickly began to dissipate. Then I began to think about ways in which the procedure might not be going well, or in fact might not end well. I began to wonder if I should be preparing myself for an outcome other than the outcome I had been praying and hoping for and and expecting by faith. Not that this was likely, but because it was possible. And as I mulled over these things, my peace went totally MIA. In honesty, I began to fear. That morning, before we had walked those blocks from the hotel to the hospital and had her checked in, I had read Psalm 16, and a verse in that psalm had stood out to me. It was verse 8. I keep my eyes always on the Lord, with him at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Now, when I read that verse, the verse didn't mean anything to me in particular. It just stood out. And I made a mental note of it. I tucked it away in the back of my mind. Well, back in the hotel room now, during her procedure, thinking about how it was going and experiencing the state of fear, I decided to revisit the verse. And I spent some time with it, wondering what God might be wanting to teach me or show me through it. I needed him in those moments, and I asked him to meet me in those words somehow, and he did. As I was rereading the verse and reflecting on it, I realized that 
The peace I had been experiencing in the weeks and days leading up to my sister's heart procedure had had a lot to do with keeping my eyes on God and turning my worries very quickly into prayers. However, that morning, especially after I had received the text notifying me that she was in her procedure, I had allowed a shift to occur. I had given my focus and attention to the procedure itself instead of the God who holds the procedure in his hands. I had, in a way, elevated circumstance above Savior. And as I fixated on all the ways in which things could go wrong, God fell out of focus, and I became entangled in a labyrinth of complexities and contingencies and fears. What was God saying to me through Psalm 16? Well, he wasn't saying that everything was going to go perfectly. This verse simply doesn't promise that. In fact, nowhere in scripture does God promise that everything will go perfectly. But I sensed God very clearly helping me to see that I had a choice, and that choice was where I chose to focus my gaze, my circumstances or him, my savior. Only one of those choices yields peace. I think we do well to use our minds to navigate our circumstances, to weigh our realities, to be wise and intelligent in our decisions. But the wonder of our grace-infused world is that whatever the circumstantial equation is that we're facing, God is. He is there. And when we can't figure out the equation, and we don't see a solution, and we can't see a way forward, and we're succumbing to fear, there is a way forward. And it's this, to look up, to redirect our gaze on him. Today's scripture passage is from Paul's letter to the Romans, where Paul teaches us a new way to live in the power of the Spirit who lives in us. As you listen to the passage, and in the moments that follow, consider where, in your own circumstances, you need the Spirit of God to be the lifter of your head. Would you allow Him to be the lifter of your head?
Let's close with prayer. Heavenly Father, you have given us the power of your Spirit to lead us, comfort us, and teach us. Forgive us when we have operated out of our own efforts instead of out of your strength, out of our own thinking instead of out of the wisdom you would freely bestow, and especially for when we have operated out of our own disordered desires or out of fear. We relinquish these things to you, and we ask that by your Spirit, you would help us to live another kind of life. A life that is marked by trusting in our Savior over our circumstances. A life that is marked by hope in the one who loves us. A life that is marked by the peace that only you can give. We confess that there are times when we don't have the strength to lift our heads and refocus our gaze. In these times, we trust that you will be the lifter of our heads. O Spirit of God within us, help us to look up. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.